1: Hey folks, it's Lyle.
0: Get this. I'm coming
1: to over 40 cities across the United States, the UK, Europe, and Australia to do this here Therapy Gecko podcast live. These shows will involve bringing folks from the audience up on stage to talk to a gecko about whatever they want. Just like we do on the podcast. Uh, The shows are completely unplanned, completely unpredictable, and they will be a lot of fun. So if you're a fan of the podcast, you should definitely come out. Uh, Tickets are available right now at TherapyGeckoTour.com, and you should get them before they are sold out. That's TherapyGeckoTour.com. We'll put the link in the episode description as well. Uh, The live shows are, are very fun They're very gecko-y, and I hope to see you there. All right, let's get into the episode. Hi. Hello. Matt, what's going on? So
2: last Thursday, I decided to do what uh, a lot of young men do,
3: which is
2: masturbate. Um, And I happen to have a 75-year-old grandmother that lives with us who is highly religious and doesn't believe in any sexual activity, even masturbation um, Mm -hmm. before marriage. And she happened to walk in on me while I was doing that and now she hasn't talked to me
1: since. Ah, okay. Why do you think she is not talking to you?
3: Um
2: she might be em- <clears throat> honestly I, I'm i thinking she might be embarrassed um, she's also probably really upset because I'm not following what she believes in um, I feel like she's she's had a few friends over of hers uh, from the church group and she uh, she kind of looks at me while whispering sometimes mm-hmm. and then her friends look And I feel like she's talking about me. Mm -hmm.
1: Were you thinking about her friends while you were masturbating?
2: No. Um, Actually, I might as well just come out and say it. Um, I'm actually gay. And do you know the lightsabers that they sell at Disney World? I do. She walked in on me using it.
1: Okay. Um. Because I—that's an interesting factoid. Because I was going to ask. Uh, after she walked in on you, did you finish?
3: Yeah.
2: I was right there, man. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. Wait, you were right. Like, like you were about to come. Yeah, and
2: she walked in, and I was like, "Holy shit!" She closed the door, and I kind of just said, "Fuck it!" In the last two seconds, and mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like the force yeah. is within you, literally. <laughs>
3: It it, it was.
1: (laughs) Um.
3: And I can can completely understand why that would be something that was awkward to walk in on. I I just,
2: I I don't even really need to talk to her about that particular situation. mm -hmm. But it doesn't seem like she wants to talk to me about anything else.
1: Um. Does your, does your grandma know that you're gay? No. Mm, okay. Do you
3: think... So that's a whole that's a whole other thing because she's very, very Christian. She's by the book, um, old school ways. She just she doesn't believe in homosexuality either.
1: Do you think she now thinks you're gay because you were shoving a lightsaber up your ass? Not that that means anything. Definitely.
3: Of course not, but definitely, yeah.
1: Um, do you, look, let me ask you a question. I want you to answer this honestly. Do you love your grandmother?
3: Very much. I, I, I really do. I mean, I might not uh, agree with everything that she believes in, but... She's kind of just been my life, my entire life. So yeah, I do love her.
1: Okay, what do you what do you love about her?
3: Um, she was she's just been kind of very nurturing growing up. Um, she's always been very loving towards, I guess, the persona that she thinks that I am. And by persona, I mean I'm not changing everything about my personality. Just kind of she doesn't know that i'm gay but with all Matt? with uh,
1: with Yeah. did you do something did your phone you sound muffled
3: does this sound better
1: it does okay for a second i thought you put your phone in your ass
2: <laughs> no no um i did turn it on speaker though that that might be an issue it, but yes, i yes take it, on it take it off of,
1: <laughs> take take it off by the way i for your sake take it off of speaker as well i feel like this is um a decidedly private conversation that you want to have. Uh, okay, so you love your mother. Yeah, you, know, you love your grandmother. Um, uh, you love, and you think that she loves what you described as the persona which you put on.
2: Um, when it comes to my sexuality, yes. But literally everything else besides my sexuality is true. To myself when I am around my grandmother, so she loves me for who I am besides the people that I'm into.
1: Okay. Let me ask you a couple questions. Um, So how long has it been since this happened?
2: It was Thursday, so tomorrow it'll be a week.
1: Okay. Have you attempted to initiate any conversation with your grandmother about it?
2: I mean, whenever I see her, I do say, "Hey, Grandma," or "Good morning, Grandma," and she just kind of like scoffs at me and keeps on doing whatever she's doing.
1: Okay, I'm gonna throw an idea out at you, um, and you can take you can take this or leave this idea because it's a very personal uh, decision and, and thing, of course. But like, you know, look, I asked you if you love your grandma, and you said yes. <laughs> And you said you gave a compelling reason as to why. Um, and I i don't know. I think if I were you, I'd sit down with your grandma and go, you know, look, grandma, I love you. Here's why. Tell her all the things you told me. Um, and uh, just really kind of try to have a conversation with her in earnest. Do you know what I mean? Because if you mm-hmm. just walk around resenting each other, uh, then what what's the point of doing that? And I think if you try to reel her into uh, a good faith conversation, uh, one that is born of, of love and genuineness, which it sounds like you have in your heart, uh, perhaps she could be appealed to. And if not, well, that's I don't know. That's that's interesting useful information to have
3: yeah I,
2: I really think that maybe if I go up to her instead of just saying hello or good morning if I actually say hey grandma I haven't talked to you in a week I, I'd, I'd really like to just maybe have a conversation with you and if if things stay the way that they are so be it maybe that might work
1: I think so too I think so too
2: okay no, I'll definitely try that. Um, my, I live with my parents, too, and they, they know that I'm gay. We just kind of kept it for my grandmother. So I, I feel like they'd have my back, too, honestly.
1: When you went to the gift shop at Star Wars Land, did you buy it knowing that you were going, like, for the express purpose of shoving it up your ass? Or did you buy it because it was a cool thing, and then you got horny and needed something to put up your ass, and you saw the lightsaber?
3: um
2: kind of a mixture of the both it was more um i went to the gift shop thought it was cool thought it was cool that you could build your own lightsaber and then i found out that it vibrated and my imagination kind of took me to places that led me to my grandmother finding it in my ass
1: mm. you know what i listen i hope this leads to a beautiful healing conversation with your grandmother um and may, who knows, maybe that lightsaber truly uh, may give you more than than you had hoped.
2: Well, thank you so much, Lyle. I really appreciate you.
1: Of course, I appreciate you too, man. Anything else you want to say to the people with the computer before we go?
2: Um, Not to the people of the computer, but I just noticed you last uh, this Monday that you were a little off. I just wanted to make sure that you were doing good.
1: Oh, um, I'm doing great sometimes. Okay. And what what an honor that is to sometimes be doing great. Wonderful. Thank you for calling. Thank you so much. Hey, folks, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online option for therapy with video, voice, and texting chat options with a licensed therapist that can be done completely at your own pace and on your own schedule. You don't need to leave your house. You don't need to sit in traffic. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with one of several therapists on the platform. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge until you find one that works for you, and you can communicate with your therapist as often as you want and whenever you feel it's needed. It's never a bad idea to find someone qualified to talk to about your issues and get some guidance on them. Learn to make time for what makes you happy by visiting BetterHelp.com slash Gecko today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Gecko. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Liquid Death. What is Liquid Death? It might look like a beer or some kind of crazy energy drink. Whole Foods or on Instacart. Go to liquiddeath.com/gecko to check out all their healthy, infinitely recyclable beverages and find your closest retailer. That's liquiddeath.com/gecko. Liquiddeath.com/gecko. Hey, folks! This episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Football season may be over. But the action on the basketball court is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with prize picks. for a first deposit match of up to one hundred dollars. That's the code Gecko for a first deposit match of up to hundred dollars. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hello. Hello. Hi.
4: Hello. Hi.
1: Is this? Am I on? Uh, oh, geez You're on. You're on. It's me. Hi. Oh wow. Hello. It's pretty psychedelic. Great. Pretty psychedelic. Look at us happening so um, miraculously to be <laughs> on the planet Earth on this at the same time, billions and billions talking of billions talking to years, a gecko, billions and billions and billions of different life life forms, um, and we we exist in such a small, small, small lifespan compared to all the amount of time that's ever existed and how's about that we crossed paths in this way that's pretty that's pretty psychedelic it's pretty why i, pretty I share in your excitement for that um what's up <laughs> stella how you doing
4: i'm doing good how are you get
1: i actually feel good i i didn't feel i felt pretty bad for this whole day but now i feel good this is nice oh, how are you
4: I'm uh, just hanging out.
1: Um, well, listen, Stella, is there anything in particular that you called in to want to talk about today?
4: Uh, yeah, actually, I kind of have a. It's not. I guess it's kind of a story, but um, it's kind of something that happened to me. And this happened two years ago, but uh, just kind of still, I haven't told anybody ever. So it's like something I was just kind of wanting to get off my chest, I guess.
1: Fascinating. Uh, Well, look, if if you're cool with talking about it on a podcast, then I'd I'd love to hear.
4: Yeah, so um, I I guess I'll start off how this happened. So I had a boyfriend that I was pretty serious in living with, and we had been dating for about two and a half years, I would say. And one day I was cleaning our room and he wasn't home and I found a pair of women's panties, um, that weren't mine. So automatically I assumed, you know, oh, he's cheating on me. And I brought it up and every time I brought it up, he would get really upset. And he's like, I'm not cheating on you. And I don't know where those came from. And, um, so a few months go by or whatever. And it turns out, um, and I find out he, uh, He likes to wear them for sexual pleasure, and he's a cross-dresser. And he had also been wearing my high heels and my dresses around, Um, and he likes to wear makeup. And so it just kind of, it was kind of a shocking shocking thing to find out that, oh, I wasn't being cheated on, but there's something weird that I wasn't aware of.
1: Fascinating. How did you react initially to that information?
4: Um, I was kind of shocked. I didn't really know, like, what to say, because, <laughs> um, like it just—he told me when he was really drunk that he was a crossdresser and that he liked to do that when I wasn't home. So um, when he was sober, I brought it up, and um, he was pretty embarrassed. But he's like, "Yeah, that's something I like to do." And then it kind of progressed on like, oh, will you do my makeup or will you buy me this dress? Or mm. like, I'm going to buy myself a pair of high heels. Will you come with me? Kind of thing. Mm. So.
1: so it began as a secret that he, he kind of vehemently denied and, and wanted to keep from you. Evolved into uh, he finally admitted it. And then evolved into, will you actually assist me and be a part of these endeavors? Which is kind of a, yeah. which is kind of fascinating to me and makes sense, right? Because look, if this is a thing that's important to this guy, that's a part of his life that he wants to do and you're his uh, partner, it would make sense to me right? that he has this desire to want you in on it now your willingness to right. be in on it is uh, an entirely different is is, is, a, is a humongous variable in this so talk to me about that willingness or not
4: so um, I love him obviously so it's kind of hard at first because it's a little weird um, but I like to try and be open minded you know So, um, and right now we're long distance, so I haven't actually gotten to buy him any shoes or do his makeup yet now, but, um, when he comes back, we do have plans on, you know, I'm going to help him pick out an outfit and then get him some shoes and makeup and then we're going to go out to eat in public and I'm kind of nervous about this because I still Mm. haven't seen him yeah, so it's 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 a little different. It's it's like I'm really open to it. I just I don't know how to feel about it, I guess. But I do love this person very much, and we've been together now for three years. So, but the last few months have been long distance, or I guess like the past six months have been long distance.
1: So let me get this straight: uh, have you have you ever seen him in the makeup, in the dress, in the heels?
4: Only pictures.
1: So the plan is to you see he dresses up in the the makeup and the dress and the heels um, for the first time, and you guys go out together. Yeah, because I I, I guess I guess <laughs> look I mean look I guess in 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 my head, um just just the event of you uh, uh, seeing him uh, dressed like that for the first time is, uh, seems like it'd be pretty big. Um, and, and the whole, the whole going out in public thing also seems like it'd be pretty big. So this is the combination of two, (laughs) it's a, a, it's a, it's a, it's a a double whammy of, of two major things in, in one go. You know what I'm saying?
4: Yeah, I'm kind of nervous. I kind of told him like I'd rather like we do it at home first, and then sure. like, and then build up to the going out. So it's kind of like I don't know. We still got to make a plan, I guess. I don't know, but it's it easy. is pretty pretty nerve wracking because I haven't seen him yet in that I way. Think it's, Only pictures. Yes. So
1: yeah, I think it's reasonable to uh, uh, you know. to uh, to want to take this one one step at a time um uh, tell me more about your tell tell me more about your feelings about all of this like are you i i don't know i'd love to hear more from you about uh what your i don't know what your fears are or what your reservations are or if there are any um you know, any part of this that maybe you are actively into or actively against or I, just more general feelings from you about the whole situation?
4: Um. Well, my first feeling was, oh, my God, I'm glad he's not cheating on me <laughs> because that's what I thought sure. for a long time. Like, And I just kind of like kind of ignored it, I guess. Like I would bring it up, but I thought he was cheating on me. So it was kind of a relief to be like, oh, he's not cheating on me, it's this this other thing and then now it's more of like, okay um, I am, like I'm bisexual so like or like, I guess I'm attracted to the person, not just the gender, so like, I'm gonna love him either way, but it's also like sexually, like if this is what he wants to do in the bedroom like, I've never I mean, I've done some kinky stuff, but never like, oh, my boyfriend's going to dress up as a girl and wear high heels and and makeup and all this stuff. So it's like, mm. it's going to be something completely new and I'm open to it. It's kind of exciting, but it's also kind of nerve wracking, sure. kind of scary for me because I'm like,
1: sure.
4: I don't know, just a little nervous about it.
1: <laughs> Tell me... What aspect about it you're most? Are you nervous that you won't be into it? Are you nervous uh, that it will affect the dynamic of your relationship? Are you nervous it'll affect your sex life? What what what, what are you kind of um, nervous about?
4: Well, I'm nervous that I'm not going to be into it, but I'm I'm more nervous that it's going to be something he wants to do every time. Mm. In a, in a sexual way hmm. and it's like hmm. yeah because like he's a pretty attractive guy like he's he's really muscular he's really fit like kind of a jock so it's just it's just kind of different <laughs> hmm.
1: so and again I, you know the answers to the questions I'm asking you I feel like they uh, you know they need um, uh, you know trials to have uh, actual data. And it sounds as though you are going Mm to um, have these trials, but Mm
3: -hmm.
1: you're open. You're open to, uh, you know, experimenting with it, but you wouldn't want it to become a thing that happens every time.
4: Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we have a pretty good sex life. I mean, at least I thought we did like we do, but it's like that's something he was doing in private by himself. For sexual pleasure, and it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want that to be a all the time, kind of thing. Mm.
1: I know you said you haven't ever uh, talked to anyone about this. Um, have you? I'm,
4: yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> scared to. Huh.
1: Um, who would you want to talk to about this that you haven't? I, I, I suppose like friends or.
4: Um, well, my best friend is my sister, and like, I kind of told her something weird was going on, but I didn't tell her the details. And also, he doesn't want me to tell anybody because he's not comfortable with people knowing anything. okay. So like <laughs> I don't want to like betray his trust by like telling somebody that knows him. because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's kind of he's it's kind of his big secret, I guess.
1: okay. Um. Hmm. Hmm, 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 hmm. Well, I think I don't know. This is a really tough thing because you clearly care a lot about this person enough to try, right? You can always right. I feel like you can always make the decision to try stuff. You can't Yeah. Make the decision as to what you like or what you feel good about. But I feel
4: like you can always make the
1: decision to try. Right. So, good, you know, I think it's cool that you're in love enough and open-minded enough to try. But I hope that... You're not afraid of the results of the trial because those the results of the trial, the feelings, those are I feel like they're not really negotiable. You know, you like what you like or you and you don't like right. what you don't like. Right. And I, I mean, and, right. and those are those are matter of fact things, I assume. Mm-hmm. And so and so I wouldn't be so scared of it you know, it's just information.
4: Yeah. That makes sense.
1: Do you feel like, uh, you can communicate well with him about all this stuff?
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, uh, we communicate pretty well. And like, I've told him I'm a little nervous, but like, he's like, Oh, it's going to be okay. It's going to be great. Like, and I'm just like, but what if it's not (laughs) like, what if it doesn't go up? But then it's like at the same time if it doesn't go well, I feel like he can still do those things and by himself in private, but then it's like mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't mind, but I also don't want to like not be able to satisfy him sexually if if it's something I can't share with him.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I guess. <laughs> it's it's, um, it's it's weird, I know.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think, I don't, but, but I, don't I, I I don't think any of this is weird on your side or his side because um <sighs> I mean I don't know maybe this is a heavy thing to think about but like look the the I wouldn't be so afraid of the result I wouldn't be afraid of the I would not be afraid of the results of this information because it's kind of good news no matter what to know these things and what I mean by that is that look if you find out that you're not into this stuff and he is mm-hmm. and you guys aren't compatible with each other in that way that's good to know it's always good to know it's not that's the the the, the um uh, rising of that what the fu- surfacing of that information is good for both of you Uh, Right, because you both desire to be with people who can satisfy uh, you. So it's good for both of you. And look, if the results of the trial yield positive results, and you like uh, fucking him when he's in his, uh, you know, makeup and heels and dress, that's all. That's all. That's also great news because now you guys can
3: do that all the time and,
1: and be happy. So I would not be afraid of the results. Because it's good news no matter what. Okay. I don't know if you agree with that or if you can see that right now, but that's my feelings.
4: No, it, it's definitely uh, helpful. Thank you. <laughs>
1: um, well, It sounds like you guys have a good communication with each other. You know? I mean, this is tough shit for both of you guys. Right. Um, are there
4: any other aspects of this
1: that you wanted to talk about?
4: Um, no, honestly, I just wanted to tell somebody. It feels good to, like, just talk about it, because it's like, I couldn't tell anybody in my in my personal life, but I can tell the internet, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, um, Stella, where are you guys going to go on your date? you going to go somewhere fancy?
4: Um, I... You know, I don't know. We haven't gotten that far. <laughs> mm-hmm. Probably somewhere nice and fancy, so. And wear a nice dress.
1: That's cool. I don't know. Is it not nice to have somebody that you can uh, uh, pick out, go shopping with?
4: Right. Yeah.
1: Sorry, I'm reaching for straws now. Uh, well, Stella, thank you very much for oh, calling. Is good. there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go?
4: Um, no, just thank you for being you. And, uh, yeah, hope everyone has a good night. Take care, Stella. Thank you. Bye.
1: You know, um, a big secret that, uh, I have is that occasionally for my sexual pleasure, I will paint my face green and dress up like a gecko. Hey, folks, this episode is sponsored by FunLove.com. Oh, yeah, that's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship. And boy, does this place have it all. FunLove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that, penis pumps cock rings, chastity belts, go crazy folks. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. And for a limited time, therapy gecko listeners can save 30% off their first order by entering the code GECKO at checkout. Go to funlove.com and use the code GECKO at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Factor Meals. I'm actually a huge fan of Factor, and it's been a large part of my weight loss journey this year. I've been using them before they sponsored the podcast, and their service is great. I hate cooking so much, And Factor makes it very easy to eat healthy, delicious food that I can whip up in the microwave or the air fryer. I'm a big fan of Factor classics such as the shredded chicken taco bowl, the Indian butter chicken, and who could forget the creamy tomato pork chop. I've been trying to count calories and lose weight and all that stuff, and Factor makes it very easy because the calorie counts and the macros are listed right on the box. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Head to factormeals.com slash gecko50 and use the code gecko50 to get 50% off. That's code gecko50 at factormeals.com slash gecko50 for 50% off. Hi. How's it going? Good, how are you? I'm doing perfectly. Yeah. Uh, Dominic, twenty-one years old from Australia. No, Austria. Austria.
5: They screwed it up. Yeah. No, no, I screwed, yeah? No,
1: no, 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 no. I want you. I want a, the oh. call screener wrote Austria. I said Australia. Okay, I'm gonna take the L on that. Oh, um, but also no problem, every yeah. every place is the same to me. So. Um, uh, yes, it makes sense. Austria right. is the youngest says here you're the youngest therapist in the European Union and you called yeah, in we'll... to sc- to school me on psychology. Yes, sir. On all
5: behavioral right. patterns.
1: Alright, hit me.
5: Now hold on one second, I have to empty out my cigarette. Now my More client. Say. You know what is very interesting about you as a this uh, Gek, the therapist gecko yeah hit me you, the interesting part is that there are so many these the most of the colors that you get at least from what I have seen in the last uh yes Maria three hours you should honestly have a different job I do not know why you do this but it is the, the behavior the, the behavior of these people is very similar yeah you can recognize mm. that um, most. Of, I mean, the last uh, before the fish guy, which was probably a Snickers commercial. There was um, there were two people who had problems with either horniness onto fake characters or yes. uh, bettering themselves by some video game of an anime figure which kills themselves. Yeah, sure. So you may you may be questioning yourself. What am I doing? What am I doing with my life? Well, my friend, I will tell her. What, what these people are doing is something that is very normal. In behavioral patterns, uh, this is like, uh, which is a good example. Basically, the average, well, I, I'm assuming that most of these men are American now. Yeah? They're eh, degenerate to an extent they're not um they're unhappy and they're they're miserable people and any form of physical emotional or behavioral affection is such a grace to them yeah
1: sure you get right you get my point uh so i i guess what what are you trying to say exactly about any of this?
5: What I'm trying to say is that um, the the colors that you get are, uh-huh. uh, and I, I would never, and I really do not understand uh, the concept of this. Is the colors that you get are very depressing to listen to. <laughs> I do not know if they're joking. I'm not okay. assuming they're joking, because that makes okay. it worse. Sure. Um, but, Jesus. I mean, I'm not even... Holy. Oh, what? Oh, God. It is... It, it, it's so sad. It's very sad.
1: Okay. It's, it's like...
5: Well, what are, Yeah.
1: Well, uh, you're... Okay, so you are... The, the youngest therapist in the European Union. So you're a, you're, a, you're a licensed therapist.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's me.
1: So you, I, I assume that you have you have clients. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And you you have clients who come to you, and I assume tell you things that are depressing. Yes. Yes. And wh- how do you, what do you make of the people that talk to you about depressing things?
5: Well, see, this is, uh, the difference is that, um, and most, most people that are depressed is obviously men, which we can clearly see in this,
4: oh,
5: I hate the word society, but society. Um, in our, the modern era of civilization, men are more and more depressed, due to the way that um, the behavior between men and women have changed between social media and this, this ideology of let's stay in the little cave and watch a, a gecko talk to depressing Americans. And what I, what I tell these people that are depressed, that are suicidal, that cut themselves, which I, I, I have to see the embarrassment in front of me, you know, I have to see their cuts, yeah. Embarrassing, and it's it's. It, I they I they. I mean, it's, it's like the only thing that I can tell them is, what are you doing? I mean, look at yourself for a second and and question yourself. Is this the way you want to live? Do you want to be known as the Ashloch that keeps on cutting himself, stays in his house twenty four seven? Uh, played some terrible game that just came out
1: for sixty euro, and it's, it's sad. It's sad. Well, let me let me ask you a question. So, um yeah. how did you become the youngest well, therapist in the European Union? What what is the process of
5: that? Uh, well, the process of it, and it's uh, a little bit of bribery. But it's mostly to do with that I graduated very early from school. Okay. But, uh, you know, yeah. And,
1: so, um Yeah. So, so uh, if you're not finished, I want to let you finish. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I, what, so, I, I so
4: the
1: what? Um, so, okay, so you see people, you listen to people who, you know, have problems. Maybe they're suicidal or they cut yeah. themselves or... Yeah you know, have, have behavior yeah. problems. What is it that you have... What what have you learned in your education and in your... What are things that you uh, had to learn to become a licensed therapist? What have you learned about uh, why people do these things and what you in your job might be able to do to help them?
3: That, that is
5: the... The problem is that our... our at least in the, the way that therapy works, at least in Austria or in Germany, in in the, in the old Europe where the old men smoke cigarettes in front of the bars and uh, have a cafe and things like that. In this, there's a very old type of psychology. You know in the movies when you sit down and you say, oh, my therapist, I'm, I'm, I'm sad. You know, they sit in one of those chairs that you have, right? This is the kind of therapy that we are taught. And it is not an effective type of therapy. And therefore many therapists in the modern era have to improvise and they have to they have to be human, they have to be social and the only thing that I can that I can tell them or that, that I can explain to a person that is depressed, for example, is I mean for, of course, for every situation is different. You have to get to know a person before you know what to say, because they, because the way that my at least most therapies here in uh, Europe work, I have no idea about America, is that they basically explain to you who they are as a person, and if they do not sure. effectively tell you the way that they think, of course, as a therapist, I have to of course calculate with my brain, of course how they think, what they do, um, if I see this, how they, will they behave, things like that. But still, what is very important is that uh, people think that therapy is a quick stop and go. Like a seven eleven in that neighborhood. They can just come in, grab a bag of chips, and they're not hungry anymore. Sure, and yeah. that's what people expect. And when I see these people come in, like I see, the, I saw this, um, 13-year-old kid bipolar disorder uh, takes antidepressants, things like that and uh, they talk about different things which I can't uh, you know, say, but they clearly have problems and the biggest, the, really the biggest problem that there is is this, this idea of self-identity who am I, what do I want in life because all they see is they see these other people. They glor they glorify other people,
4: sure. and they
5: want to become this person. But it is, it, it it's like uh, when you know those like eight year old kids that watched Mr. Beast. You're never going to be Mr. Beast. You're ne- I mean, my father told me I was never going to be a Slatan Ibrahimovic. You know, I'm not going to be a soccer player. Yeah, it's it's not. It's not, it's not something that's capable, and they have to so, understand this. It's
1: so, one of the points. You know, it's, so you feel it's like people are having I are, are having this dissonance where they they want to be something that you feel is, is not within the scope of their reality, and that's bringing them unhappiness? Right,
5: because they, they, they put themselves on such a high shelf. They put themselves on such a high shelf, and they expect sure. themselves... Oh, well, if I'm not like this, then I'm not normal, and that's why I have yeah. to get my hair colors to get attention. That's why I have to cut myself because I hate myself as a person.
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
5: this is different with everybody, but this is like a very large group, at least of uh, I'd say this new era, the new generation of people. Uh, my okay. age, approximately, a bit younger. Well, let me. Can I? Ask, I'm
1: curious yeah. about you as a person. Yeah. Dominic, yeah, what? Ahead. What are? What do you, do you, do you have problems? I'm sure. I mean, everyone has problems. What? What? Well, the like, only. I mean, I'm an. I mean, I'm an extreme alcoholic, as most uh, German or Austrian
5: men are. <laughs> okay. But um, smoker, of course. Um, and when I was a teenager, you know, deal a little bit of drugs, but that's normal in the town district. But uh, otherwise, I mean, I myself am doing fine. I have a, you know, I have a, what's it a girlfriend, yeah? And it's mm-hmm. it's all fine. I mean, I, I, I don't do anything really except for help people because the only thing that I care about is others, not myself. Other people come first. That might be a negative, but to me, it is a positive.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when uh-huh. I mean so when, so when you do experience any kind of problems or issues mm. or, or how you know however small or big they are what how do you deal with uh, difficult things in your life?
5: Um, well, due to the way that I have been raised, I was raised by an old Jewish man, my father. That's why I speak a bit of Yiddish. That's why it, what the chat says. Lahayim. I don't even know what that means. I only know a couple of words okay. uh, swear words or, you know, kindalaya, things like that. But he taught me the old way of thinking, the old way of how men should behave. They should keep things inside of themselves and they should be aggressive when they want to uh, or they can just pent it up, you know, the old way. The, the, the typical, stereotypical house beater uh, from the 1970s way, I guess. Mm -hmm. Right. Sure. And, um, as I like the ideology, I like the ideology, not because it, it, um, because it affects other people. I like the ideology because it teaches a man. And this is, this is something that uh, also has died with the age is this idea that a man has to keep to himself. Yeah
1: okay
5: he is to, is to clear his own bullshit as they
1: okay. say so you know? so you, that's so, you do so you so you kind of take out of that like so your father kind of told you that like men kind of keep their feelings inside and like right. keep right. it bottled right. up and, yep. that's kind of yep. no, do- and that's kind of what yeah, you've been doing and that's kind of what you've been doing
5: yep yeah and now, of course, this has ruined, um, I think, two generations of men, approximately. But I think that it is a if if you know how to like with a, a hand grenade, if you make sure that you don't set it off, it'll be fine. Put it in the fridge. You know, it, it's not going to hurt anybody. Okay. Yeah?
1: So, had, right. so this this method for you for you at least this this method of. You know, a man should keep feelings inside and and kind of grow up and all these. This has worked for you and been a positive thing for you in your life.
4: Well,
5: I and uh, yes, uh, I do have to actually admit to something before I continue my conversation. I am inebriated as hell. Um, So. I might have said some uh, retardations, I don't know what it is, but, you know, just uh, for the context, I should have mentioned that earlier, probably, but, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, Repeat the question, because I'm too forgetful to think.
1: Okay. By the way, man, listen. I just so you know, if you don't want to, you know, talk on a podcast right now because you're drunk, I would. Oh,
5: understand. I really do not care. I mean, I have nobody knows my name anyway, so it's fine. I mean, nobody okay. in the world knows me except for my clients, Okay, and they
1: don't really okay. give a shit. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what I was asking you. I was asking you. You said that. Uh, okay, you said your father told you that, yeah. uh, you know, to be a man, you got to hold your feelings mm-hmm. in and kind of very traditional masculine stuff. And I'm asking you, um, the the stuff that he told you, has it been working for you? And has it been a positive thing for you in your life? Um, yes, but uh, of course, with,
5: with everything, um, you have to learn when i was a child it was of course a problem because it was because when you're a child you you're you want to be social you want to do things you want to scream out to people you want to you, you know how you behave when you're young and um, that was a big problem because my father always told me to shut my mouth and um, to never to never you know not to not to be a loudmouth, yeah, and okay. it, it was a problem for me for uh, I'd say a few years. But then, after a bit of self-analyzing, I believe that I have perfected this method. I guess to an extent. Okay.
1: So you've you've perfected your own version of the way of being that your father taught you. Um. Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. Is that? Huh? Is that, uh, kind of the, the, the type of mythology, methodology, methodology that you, you, uh, share with your clients? Mm, no, because the, <clears throat> I'm
5: a, I'm a very honest person and even, okay. even if I'm a therapist, of course, as a therapist, you have to be a bit careful. You can't just say, "Oh, you, you look stupid. You should sh- stop fucking cutting yourself." You can't just say that out loud, right? Okay. But um, of course, in you have to like jump around the fence with things, and you have to say, "Oh, do it like this. Do it like that." I, I, but I do not really. I, I'm not. I'm not like a dictator of uh, a certain time uh, in the '30s. I don't make them do. Yeah. You know,
1: okay. That's not what I'm going for, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Um it. yeah. Hmm. hmm I know this is a very weird call by the way. Uh I don't know. This is uh, why 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 do you feel like this is a weird call? No, because <laughs> because uh, it,
5: it's just some drunk therapist calling a gecko. I have no idea.
3: That,
1: you know what? Now yeah, that is that is uh Right, that yeah. Apparently, a little funny. Yes, I agree. Indeed, um, yeah. Huh? Do you feel? Can I'm? Do you yeah. feel like this? This kind of uh, the the stuff that you were talking about your father teaching you, mm-hmm. um, from Europe mm-hmm. is that like a European thing? Like from your perspective, do you feel like that's kind of a popular sentiment um, in Europe more so than in America? With,
5: well, my father, um. My father is an old man, yeah. And he is uh, he he was he got kids when he was uh, older, yeah. He's like uh, 64 or something. I don't even remember. But um uh, it's um he 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 has a more 70s and 60s era of thinking from Europe specifically, I assume because uh I mean, I don't think he really watches any '80s American television in his age, so no, I do not believe that it's uh, an American way of thinking. I believe that it, because specifically the the way that um, that he taught me was was very proper, a very it, it's like uh, what the British call posh. It's like a posh way of thinking, I guess, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Mental. so for you, mm-hmm. like, all right. So, so look, I mean, you became a licensed therapist at 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, yeah. and you, for, for you, man, what's like the, what's the rest of your life look like? What do you, what do you aspire towards? What
5: well, do you to um, do? well, what I, what I mostly do is, uh, I'm an audio technica. I, I do not exactly know the translation, uh i'm an audio technic uh an audio I technician repair, uh, you're right i repair cassette machines record players things like that
1: okay you do that like as a hobby in addition to the therapy
5: no uh i sell it you know it, it's like the shitty knockoff version of ebay but for austria okay and uh i do it there and stuff it's it's fun because i have i always have 70s headphones i have a lot of old school old school technology everywhere and german of course is well built stuff so
3: mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. yeah that's
1: uh that's
5: most that's mostly all i do if i'm not doing the other
0: mm. uh,
1: so you're mostly either doing your therapy or recording cassettes yeah. or not recording repairing electronics yeah um, little and little hanging out that, with your girlfriends yeah,
5: yeah. girlfriends, okay. uh, multiple, right? Huh? <laughs> okay. No, I do not um, get any women except one.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, fascinating. Why do you say you said at the Ooh. very beginning you have you don't know why I have this job? Why do you say that? And I won't be offended whatever you say. It's Look, okay.
5: So I, what I find so inter- fascinating because. Uh, in, in Germany and in Austria, which is kind of the same thing, but you will be shot if you say that. Um, there's like, a, there's not a lot of good comedians. There's not a lot of also, sm- I don't know what you would call yourself, but I, I a bit small of a comedian, I guess. Because okay. it's 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 a concept, it's a small concept. You have a little bit of a shoal. I do not know how big you are really, but okay. it's. It's so interesting that that's such a simple concept of some American fellow sitting on a couch talking to people with a hotline mm-hmm. as if it's 1995 and I'm uh, watching like uh, some Christmas specials and then it's, a, oh, oh, oh you can call Santa if you call this number, you know. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. it's mental. <laughs> it, it, it's
1: mental, yeah.
5: Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, probably, undeni- I, yes, well, yeah, yeah. I think yes, undeniably, undeniably, yeah, yeah. a
1: little bit, a little bit, yeah. uh, a little bit wild of an idea, for sure, undeniably.
5: May I, may I ask? May I ask something that that potentially is uh, a bit inappropriate? <sighs> sure. I'll, okay, let me let me let me get the off, version. With, with this with this job that you have. Uh Do you get more of an appeal with women or not?
1: Oh, you're asking, um, look, I mean, the entire reason why I, um, dress up in a, in a gecko costume and paint my face green, you know, it's always been, um, you know, to, to appeal to women. Well, I mean, From the start. we do look like a, a bad
5: reenactment of uh, what's his name, Jim Carrey's The Grinch, right?
1: <laughs> okay, I'll I take mean, that. It's, it's, I'll take it's, that.
5: <laughs> it's, um, I, I mean, honestly, I love your enthusiasm, even well, thanks, uh, with man. this conversation. Honestly, uh, you're you're a good man, and I hope that even when you when you're 58 or whatever age uh, you die of. Uh, Plastic, uh, toxication, or whatever the, the Americans call it, um, you sit retired in your yacht with a shaped like a gecko, and you smoke a nice gecko shaped cigar. You know. This is well, the thank life. you,
1: thank you, the Dominic. Life. I appreciate that sure blessing you. from you. I feel like I don't get a whole lot of uh, non-American callers, so it's nice to hear from you and get your perspective on well, things. Well,
5: you you do have an American basis. A very big American basis, yeah.
1: Hey, get this. I'm coming to Europe. I'm not going to... I mean, I'm going to Germany. I'm not going to uh, Austria. Well, when you say Europe, here. that that's like eight different countries. I mean, where, where in it's Europe? It's more than eight. It's more than eight. Uh, fucking where you Germany, back? Amsterdam, <laughs> Sweden, Norway, oh, all sorts of Sweden. places. Perfect. Sweden. I'm half Swedish. That's why my accent sounds kind of fucked. Um... Look, to be honest, I probably couldn't tell the difference between an Austrian accent and a Swedish no, accent. No, no, but
5: yeah, but... It's, it's such a, it, it's like, it's like when an American, because when an American says Europe, that's, that's pretty like, it's grace, the entirety of the union. You know, it's like, oh, you know, it's just a bad taste in the mouth. That's like calling uh, Chicago the same as New York. It's like, oh, they're right next to each other, you know?
1: Well, listen, Dama, uh, yeah. it's probably like, what, 5 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, you yeah don't worry.
5: Yeah, it's 7.22 a.m. I've been on hold since like 6 <laughs> or 5. I have not slept, so I don't really well, care.
1: Well, well, uh, well. look, I'm not a real therapist, but you should probably go to oh, sleep.
5: I, I know. That, that, that's why I wanted to insult you a little, explain a little <laughs> things, you know. A little bit of a, what's it called? Um, I don't even know the name. I'm too drunk.
1: <laughs> well, well,
5: yeah,
1: um, whatever you it was.
5: Call. You do whatever you want. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Well, whatever okay. it was. Thanks for uh, gracing mm-hmm. me with it, and uh, I hope you have a good rest uh, of your morning, uh, morning.
5: I'm always on speed. I'm always on
1: speed dial. So call the number if you need real therapeutic facts. You know, I I sure will. <laughs> Thank you, Dominic. Perfect. (laughs) Thank you, Well, all right. I guess if I ever want to um, start a uh, European therapy gecko branch, we have a guy.